0: Hello mamas, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of Bump to Mum. I'm your host Emma and this week it is the season finale, um, the last episode of Season 2. So I am going to be here chatting with you, well, not with you, to myself, but with you listening, um, giving you an update on Louis and I's first year, so Louis' first year of life and my first year of motherhood, Um, you've sent in some questions you want to hear about, so I'm going to go through some of those, as well as just give you some of my own thoughts, feelings, highlights, lowlights on our first year of life together. I also just wanted to share um, the cool red bike Louis got for his birthday a few people have been asking about that so that is from the lovely team at Wishbone Design they are a family business based in Wellington who proudly support anti-consumption circular economy principles so all their toys are designed around the idea that you can use them in multiple ways it's not just one toy for one purpose and to grow with your child so we got Louis the wishbone flip in red so it's a little rocker that he can use and then you flip the bar over put the wheels on the ground and it's actually a bike that he can roll around in so we loved the idea of this toy because we'd been looking at getting him some sort of rocker for his first birthday because he's not quite ready for a bike and then we saw this and i don't know about you but our lounge rooms are just becoming a bit dominated by toys that were used and no longer used and we really wanted something that was going to go a little further he can use it in multiple ways um and keep him entertained, so yes, loving it so far, we are just using it as a rocker at the moment, because like I said, he's not quite ready for the bike function, but he loves sitting on it, rocking it, he's getting more and more confident, he's getting more, like better balance, um, and it's just super super easy to put together, made from beautiful materials, um, and this red color is just super cute, very Louie. So I will tag their webpage in the show notes if you wanted to check any of their products out for your little ones, upcoming birthdays, Christmas, anything like that. There's a, a, a wide range of um, bikes, flips that they've got available. So you should definitely check that one out. I want to start this episode by saying a huge thank you to everyone that sent me such lovely messages. So I did share on my... On the bump instagram account a few weeks ago um that we very sadly and suddenly um lost louise nana my husband's mother jude um very sudden and we're really still processing this and um, coming to grips with what has happened so it's not something i want to dive into today um like i said we're just still getting our head wrapped around it taking it day at a time, Um, it was really important to have a few weeks to kind of just stop and be together and yeah i just didn't even have the mental well still not really even having the mental capacity to kind of think <laughs> outside much more than the day to day um there's no fast fix for these sorts of things it's just time and now we're slowly trying to get ourselves back into the normal routine of life um it's, feels so fast from you know a few weeks where our lives really have just stopped um but it's just one step at a time one day at a time going through the motions um, Obviously, it's been a big change um, in our situation. Jude, was, who was uh, my husband's mother, it was just such a huge part of our life. We saw her every single week. She looked after Louis. Um, so, yeah, it hurts. And um, I just want to say a big thank you for being patient with me. And, um, yeah, I think it's something I will talk more about in the future. But for now, I just wanted to say a big thank you. So I'm recording this podcast at the end of August. Louis turned one on the 7th of August. Um, he, yeah, a whole year of life together. It's been a massive month for our family, but I think it was it was so important to me to really go back and reflect on this first year. Um, on a, you know, really happy, positive note, we had a really fun first birthday party for Louis out at my mum's place. Um, they have gone full making their property a kid's paradise with swing sets, sandpit. there's horses, there's sheep, they live on a, a more rural style, style property, so he had the party out there, which was so fun, um, just, you know, family, um, and the babies from his baby group, who we've become friends with all the parents, so our little kind of group there, um, and we just had snacks, the adults had a few drinks, there was nibbles, The babies had, I got this ball pit from Kmart and they actually just loved it. So it's now doing the rounds of our baby group's birthday parties because they all just had so much fun. Um, We got them in the swings, went out to the sand pit. And of course we had birthday cake. Um, I made Louis. So I should go back and say that Louis' first birthday party was themed bee day party so be it was a bumblebee themed birthday we had yellow and white lanterns hanging from the ceiling with little wooden buzzy bees um stuck on them so that they kind of looked like hives um kind of had more of a yellow white daisies outdoors theme and the cake i made him was a beehive so i had one of those like rounder shaped tins that my mum had from making cakes for us as kids, and then I did a few stacks of just a normal cake tin and made it into kind of a hive-looking structure. You can see it on my Instagram account. I shared a reel about it, um, and the and the making process. I am someone that loves to make a birthday cake. I have always loved baking, so for me this was like something I really wanted to do and do well. Um, I used an Annabelle Langvine recipe for the cake. It was kind of like a lemon blueberry vanilla vibe not healthy just a normal cake I think birthdays you know been pretty good with Louis and food and trying to make give him a bit of everything in life but for birthday cake I was like it needs to be birthday cake for me a cake needs to be a cake I don't want to try and make it slightly healthier (laughs) Um, and it had yummy cream cheese icing so we had that cut into it Louis had us he kind of like looked at the icing and put his finger in it to start And then we got him a little piece and he sat down and he was just, he loved it, I think is the way to sum it up. He was stuffing it in his face and just having a lovely, lovely time. But you know what? I was thinking about this. He was really enjoying it, but I still think he would enjoy just eating a banana more. Like he is obsessed with bananas and his excitement for the banana and the cake, pretty on par. Like I don't know... Maybe next year we'll just have bananas for his birthday cake, like with a candle on top. Who knows? So that was the Louis side of the celebration. So we had all the friends, family, um, everyone kind of, you know, with kids' birthday parties, it's, what, two hours, and, you know, it's time to start getting them ready for bed. So everyone departed quite quickly, and Louis were decided that he would stay out at my mother's that night so we didn't have to rush home and do the bath time routine. So he stayed out there Um and Luke and I decided that we would go out for dinner and just celebrate just the two of us so we went just to a restaurant near our house we were pretty exhausted from the day like it's just you know you know what birthday parties are like all the organization the build-up the excitement then you kind of like decompress but it was so nice we went out just had a low-key dinner meant that we could kind of like reflect on the day and reflect on our highs and lows of the year and just have that moment together to be like hey yay we did it like and also what a cool birthday party we put together how cool all the people in louis life there's just it was just one of those really happy family events that i think i'll always just have the fondest memories of now and love looking through the photos and yeah it was just a very special day it was worth all the effort it was worth all the preparation i would do it again in a heartbeat and already can't wait for his next birthday party. I celebrated my 30th birthday this month and something that Luke I've been tossing up and you know do I want to do a big 30th party do I want to do something and the reality was that I really felt that I was getting to organize a party through Louie's party and I was kind of satisfying that need a lot of my friends are overseas at the moment so it was going to be not all the important people in my life were going to be able to make it so i kind of decided that this year i just wanted to do something a little bit more low-key and and given the situation we are now in um that's actually worked out so good it's funny how some things in life do really work out sometimes um so luke and i had planned our first weekend away together without louie um just to go up to auckland night in a nice hotel louie was to stay with my mum. Um, and we just wanted to go out for nice food and drinks and do all of that so we dropped off Louie at my mum's we headed up to Auckland Um, obviously with the events of the last few months we were so tired and we were kind of like are we in the right kind of headspace for this but it couldn't have come at a more perfect time Um, and why I wanted to share this is that anyone that has had you know this might not be groundbreaking advice but plan a weekend for you and your partner husband wife child free if you can like I know not everyone has that ability to leave them with grandparents but go to the effort of organizing all of it it is so so worth it and it's made me realize that we did not need to wait a whole year to do that like we need to do that more we need to have those if it's one night away even if you don't go away you're just at home in your home but like without your child it was just so nice to be Luke and I for two days in an evening. So it was only one night we were actually away from Louie. Um, and just be responsibility free. Like go out and not think about what you need to take in terms of food. When the next nap is. Take a big bag. It was just so freeing of responsibilities for a night. And don't get me wrong. I love spending as much time as I can with our little Louie. But it was nice to have that time just Luke and I doing things that we love doing that we used to take so for for granted before we had um, a child. And yeah, I think we've now come to the conclusion that we need to have more time like that booked in to look forward to, you know, it's nice to go out for a meal and come home and there's a babysitter, you know, whatever, but it kind of like ends the night at that point. But there was something nice about being away and coming home and you know getting to go go out shopping and not be looking at the time like I think I hardly looked at my phone in terms of the time when normally I spend so much time looking at the time and like right okay so what do we need to be doing now what's happening next um it was just the perfect little escape that we needed and we yeah had such a lovely time came home feeling very very refreshed So I will go through some of the questions now that people have sent through wanting to know about Louie and I's first year. And I think what's quite cool as well as I'm seeing that there's new people finding the podcast and like going back and finding episodes and listening to them. And um, there's some things I've probably spoken about quite earlier on that, you know, people that have found the podcast are starting to listen to. So some of these might be a bit repetitive for some of you that have been on this journey with me, but I'm going to go through some of them. um, And yeah let's see how it goes. So someone wanted to know about our sleep journey with Louie. So um, essentially, at about four and a half months, we sleep trained Louie um, with Lucy from Sleep Scout, um, and there is an episode with Lucy that goes through all your sleep questions and my Louie and I sleep journey. Um, Louie and I, he was always quite a good night sleeper as a newborn. We never really had you know he woke in the night don't get me wrong he wasn't sleeping through the night by any means um but it wasn't you know every half hour or every 45 minutes we did get some longer stints um of sleep between that kind of four weeks to 12 weeks it was getting slightly better obviously first four weeks I don't even remember it's such a blur now but um just that feeding on demand so it, there was no structure to it it was always completely random but where we really struggled with, with his day sleep, he you know we he always had to be kind of rocked or um in the pram or in the front pack he couldn't settle himself he'd get to sleep after what felt like so much kind of rocking or anything and then only sleep for bang on that 45 minute mark so he wasn't able to link his sleep cycles Um, and I totally got that that was part of a newborn and you couldn't do anything until they got a little bit older but I was getting really exhausted by it Um, he was really hard to get to sleep and just like I said wouldn't sleep very long at all Um, and it just gave our day no sort of predictability I never knew when he was going to be asleep or when he was going to be awake and for me this is just my personal experience but I need structure I need a plan I I really wanted you know for me the sleep training was actually freeing because I didn't mind being home for a sleep if that's what he needed but I kind of just needed to know when that could happen and be able to say to that friend like yes let's do a coffee but can we do it at this time because at this time Louis just like for me that just is what I needed and Luke was the same he we were always planning to sleep train um to be honest I think we're a little bit naive around what you actually to do to sleep train before having a baby but um we learned so much through that process and Lucy was such a great support for us so we did that at four and a half months and within like three days Louis started sleeping through the night which I know is just it was crazy the day sleep took a lot longer like it probably took more like two to three weeks before he actually started doing a long midday sleep um it was still kind of not really able to sleep link that sleep cycle in the day but um you know we, we stuck with it um and we got to a point where he was sleeping so well in the day sleeping well in the evening we have had blips in our sleep journey like it's not been perfect there's nights where he will randomly wake up um and need some support to get back to sleep he wets through obviously then he wakes up or if he's feeling a bit off you know teething that affects their sleep but we never touch wood I'm touching the table so many times right now have had yet to date a bad sleep progression. his sleep since we sleep trained has been fairly predictable and consistent and I'm just so grateful for that because I'm someone that and I don't think anyone copes well without sleep but think the newborn phase for me was really hard and it was because of that sleep deprivation like it's all such a blur to me now um and as soon as Louie started sleeping better and I started sleeping better things just became more enjoyable um so yeah that's a little bit about our sleep journey if you want to hear more about it obviously go back to that episode with Lucy and we go through in detail like the sleep training process that we followed with her what that looked like um and then what I actually did with Lucy is I bought the um sleep routine guide for all the different ages so now I just follow that with Louis um depending on his age so now he's one he has you know a morning nap sometime between 9 30 and 10 sometimes half an hour sometimes 10 minutes depending on how he goes but he still has a morning nap and then he has a long midday sleep for a couple of hours and that's it then bedtime is usually around 6 30 and all going well we get him up at about between 6 30 and 7 o'clock so yeah, he's a loves his sleep now. He when he's sick, actually, he's actually loves more sleep. Like he becomes very, very sleepy and just wants to sleep. So, um, that is the sleep journey with Louis so far. And Touchwood, it continues this way. <laughs> and someone has also asked for me to touch on our feeding journey. So, feeding journey with Louis, he we are still actually breastfeeding. Um, so. I, when I was pregnant with Louis, I kind of went into breastfeeding with like a, if it works, great, if I, you know, we don't have any problems and we're able to, awesome, but I had no issues with bottles, formula, didn't really mind what that looked like, Um, had, I think it's hard to know, because you're going into it having never done it before, never breastfed before, I didn't know, like I was like, if it doesn't work, then okay, cool, I don't, as long as my baby's fed, it really didn't bother me, and I still stand by that, but breastfeeding for us has been a really really enjoyable positive experience majority of the time um I didn't we didn't have any kind of latch or mastitis issues I've had my fair share of blocked ducts which they're nasty but I feel like I've got it down to a fine art of how to get them get them get rid of them before they escalate um but yeah, still breastfeeding Louie. I kind of had in my head that I really wanted to start weaning around 12 months because I am just getting to the point where I, I want my body back. But with the, so much going on in the last month, um, also Louie starting daycare, I kind of decided just to keep going. We're down to one feed a day just at night and purely for immunity, comfort it's nice to connect with him at the end of the day we're just going to do that for a little bit longer and while both of us are still happy doing it I have had kind of phases in my breastfeeding journey where I've thought I'm so over this I can't do this anymore like we need to stop Um, and I did do a episode with Kate from Little Bird Lactation where she gave me the advice of like when you have those feelings that's absolutely fine but protect your supply for two weeks because you can quickly change your mind on that so I have followed that advice when I have had those feelings of oh I'm so over it Um, and I would continue just for a couple of days even if it meant just pumping and giving him a bottle of breast milk um, to kind of give myself a break and she's so right because usually after a few days it would be I don't know what it would be but I'd come right and I'd be like oh actually you know what this is fine like what was I going on with those couple of days ago so um that has been and I anyone that's listening and you have those days don't just pull pins straight away would be my one piece of advice and thing I have learned because it can just be a day it can just be a day where you're feeling over it you're feeling touched out hormones are over the show um so yeah that that would be my one piece of advice when it comes to breastfeeding um I think in the next month or so we will kind of drop that evening feed I don't know when kind of just going with the flow at the moment and not really thinking too much of it our struggle I guess from a feeding journey with Louis was that actually he never liked formula so I'd actually tried to give him a few bottles of formula just so that there was a backup um and I wasn't having to you know pump lots because I personally just really didn't enjoy pumping and found it quite uncomfortable um I do have a good pump and it was you know I probably could have tried a few different things but it was just I didn't like the idea I didn't like sitting there feeling kind of like things on my boobs like a bit of a cow in a way um so I never really pumped much we did do an express bottle of formula but that was just from like having a hucker on the other side but yes so what I was getting to is that Louis never liked formula. I tried many different formulas. I tried cows, goat, different brands. I tried doing like 10% formula, 90% breast milk. He just, the first few times he actually was, he threw up. So I thought maybe he was intolerant to something in it. Tried lots of different ones, but he got to the point that as soon as he would taste it, he would just swat it away. Wouldn't have a bar of it. Um, So... I didn't really (laughs) have many options at that point as well with um, even if I had wanted to wean because I didn't have a substitute but now that he's 12 months um, when he does want a bottle say if he wanted it he has a bottle before his midday sleep that's just of um, cow's milk which we warm slightly and he has no issue with cow's milk so isn't it funny how their little taste buds wouldn't have a bar of formula but happy to just have a bottle of cow's milk I mean I didn't actually taste it to see what his issue was there but um yeah that's it and just on a funny note because we're all parents here and whatever um with with being down to one feed louie actually only likes to feed on one side so when i wake up in the morning i have the most lopsided looking boobs because one side has pretty much got no milk at all and one is still producing <laughs> milk so it is completely uneven and I went to go to Pilates the other morning obviously I hadn't fed Louis um and I looked down and I was like I can't I actually can't go to a Pilates class like this and wear a tight top because I look I'm completely lopsided and it looks ridiculous like I I feel like that it would actually be visible to someone else to see that so need to figure that one out um kind of scared to see my boobs post breastfeeding because I'm a small booby gal as it is and feeling like they're going to be even smaller but all part of it and very grateful for our feeding journey it has majority of the time been very positive and I've enjoyed it there has been times when I felt completely over it especially in the newborn days at random points but like I said I've protected my supply and you know we're still managing to keep going and still happy both enjoying it Louis loves it (laughs) he's not really shown signs of weaning I think I mentioned that a little while ago. Not really though, like I think he's just filling up on normal food now, so he doesn't need as much, but he won't be the one I think to finally decide on the weaning. I think it's more likely to come from me and, and when I feel done. So someone has asked here what my biggest struggle has been in this first year. And I think when I look back on it, I feel very lucky that Louie's personality is more like his dad's than mine. <laughs> he is an absolute chiller, he's quite, he's very laid back, go with the flow, he's happy to go to other people, he's never really been super clingy to me, like if I leave and come back, he kind of like acknowledges me as I walk in the room, but he's not like reaching out, oh my god mum, I've missed you so much, like he is just quite happy-go-lucky, cruisy little man, Um, so I don't feel like we've had any really big struggles, I think if I look back on it though, the hardest phase for me has certainly been the newborn phase. Um, and like I say, not that Louis was a difficult newborn, like we didn't have colic, we didn't have reflux, but it was more the shock for me in terms of sleep deprivation, what it meant to look after a newborn baby, the fact that there was no routine, it's lots of time spent just breastfeeding, which I found quite hard. Um and just not really knowing what to do with this tiny little human, which I guess is why I created this podcast as well, because it was just such a shock, I was like, oh my god, like, there is so much to learn, and I I haven't done this before, and I'm trying to figure it out now, but my brain is so tired, so yeah, it was that that newborn phase, while beautiful, it's hazy for me now when I look back, because I can't, like, I think, because I was tired, and just not really sure which way was up I don't have a clear memory of it and I'm, I'm not sure if other people feel that way as well but I do look forward to you know at this you know in the future when Luke and I and if we do have another baby I want to but don't know when and how that will look but to have that newborn phase again and look I know it'll be different having a, a, a toddler running around but just to kind of let go a bit more because I definitely didn't let go and I think that was just being a first time mum. Not really sure what I was doing, um, that I was so focused on what to do next that I couldn't just really relax into it. Um, so, yeah, definitely the biggest struggle for me was that newborn phase. And I think again, it comes down to that sleep. Um, I think it w- what I will definitely want to start doing next time is looking at those newborn guides around, you know, how long should they be awake before they go to sleep and just try not have a routine but just follow the routine a bit more and really try and hone in on their cues a bit more i wasn't even aware of all louis cues like i quite often think it's quite a special thing your first child this bond you have because you're both learning together like louis will always be the baby that i learned to be a mum with i'm probably gonna get emotional saying this it's been an emotional month he's always been he'll be my special little baby and all my babies will be special but that we learnt together how to do this. And I wouldn't change any of it because everything I've learnt and all those moments are just so, so special. And he, I think I, he has just been the most patient little guy with Luke and I as we learn how to do this parenting thing as well. Well, more choked up, gosh. Um, okay, next question. <laughs> what would I have done differently all the same? So like I said, Luke and I always joke about like, okay, when we have our (laughs) do-over, this is what we're going to do differently, and it's funny because we say that, then we think, oh, you know, like, you know, it wasn't actually that bad, like, there's things we could tweak and things we'll do slightly differently, but we learned so much from everything we went through, um, and it shaped our journey, and I think, like I said, I'll definitely try to relax a little bit more and go with the flow in that newborn phase next time, I think I will definitely do that differently um it goes against every grain of my personality and body but i do want to try do that um one and like go out for meals more when they're newborns go to cafes more they literally will sleep anywhere in broad daylight with all this noise around them whereas we were kind of like more sticking to being home but that was the probably the time to go out and do those things rather than when they wake up to the world a bit more so i think next time around absolutely depending on baby and personality and how that was all looking but would try and just get out and do things more like we definitely did but I don't think we realized how much you can actually do and how much they'll sleep through so that would be something I want to do next time and I feel like with your second child as well you don't really get a choice like the toddler or older child needs you to be going and doing things so the baby kind of does just come with you and do those things. Um, but again, so nice to have that time just cooped up at home and cozy as well. So, you know, I do it. I, I, I personally would like to do that more next time. But I think it also just depends on the baby. We might not have another Louis Cruisy baby. Um, sleep training is something I would definitely do again. Do the same. Um, for me, it's just been such a like a key decision in our journey that. I will definitely do in the future um, whether it works the same way I don't know like it's different you know but for us that was what we needed as a family um, so that is a, something I would do the same um, and something else that I would definitely do the same and has been such an important part of our first year of parenthood and Louis's life is make friends that have kids the same age as you who are going through that same thing And same time in your area so I have a really really cute fun awesome group of mum's friends um here I don't have you know a lot of my close friends that have children don't live in Taranga so for me it was really important to make those connections here and having connections that are, are raising children the same age as you so going through all the same things at the same time it's been so key to our journey um those people that know how you're feeling can just be like oh my god same have terrible nights sometimes just like you and can completely relate and you've got that support close by um it's awesome having support in different cities don't get me wrong and having you know been able to talk to those people but there is something about being able to just go see a friend have a coffee go for a walk um and you know when you're off on maternity leave, you have got a lot more time, and it can be lonely, babies don't talk for a long time, so having friends that you can go have a play date, babies roll around on the floor, and you sit there, and can have some conversation, is um, something I would do the same, and it's something that I have really loved about our first year of being parents, and having Louie is the really beautiful close friendships that have formed within this year like they are not old friendships they're new friendships but how close we've all become because of what we've gone through and because of what we have shared is just so so cool and even the dads are into it you know the dads play some golf together we catch up not just the mums it's all kind of like the families getting involved and we all just adore each other's children because we've seen them grow up in the last year so um that would be something I would do the same now, this one was a hard one, and I really, I had to think of it, like, look, don't get me wrong, I'm not coming up with this stuff on the spot, I've had to think about these things, my brain is not that sharp, but someone asked, what well, is my biggest piece of advice I'd give, or lesson learnt, um, and there was, like, there's so much, there's so much that's happened in that first year, so I've really tried to, like, not go too eerie fairy be a little bit more specific, so that it's someone going into their motherhood journey, they can try it, or something that you know if you're in your motherhood journey and you're not a new mum but it's might resonate with you. So for me it has been that I need to have time to myself doing things I enjoy so that I'm able to be the mum to Louie that I want to be but also not just to be the mum I want to be. It's not about just being a mum because I am a human. I was a I was a I'm a person before I was a mum. Um, and I need that time to do those things, to also just feel myself, and when I am like that, I am the best version I can be for Louis, and just my friends, and family, and husband, and dogs, like, they don't get the brunt of it, (laughs) they get the brunt of it, I should say, when I am not feeling 100%, so that is my biggest piece of advice, whether it is 30 minutes to go for a walk totally alone, or Go to that class that you love doing, or just I don't know whatever it is. I need that time to be alone. For me, it is usually kind of like being able to go do a walk. I really love like walk up the mountain totally by myself, um, or go to my Pilates class, or go have a coffee with a friend without Louie. Like yes, I could take Louie, but it's also really nice to go have those connections in conversations without Louie, because when you've got your kid there, you do, you're focused on them, you're not really in the conversation, you're half in, you're half out, it's a bit busy, so yeah, it took me a while to realize this, and I think it wasn't until probably around Louie being six or seven months old, that I really realized how much I needed to have that time to myself, um, and it's not a lot of time, like, its it really isn't, but I do kind of can feel it coming now and I'll actually say to look, I think we need to schedule in some time for me to go do something and he's like on board with that you know whether it's getting my nails done and listening to a podcast or uh, yeah anything like that so that would be my biggest advice to someone whether you're deep in your motherhood journey or about to start is schedule little blocks of time where you can just go be you do you and then come home Um, it is so good for the soul, (laughs) okay, we're getting deep, this is another one that I really had to think about, but it's what advice would now me give new mum me, and there is so much advice I would love to give new mum me, so many things like it gets so much easier, this is, it's hard, but it is so, so worth it, you'll find your rhythm, you'll get your sleep, Um, so many like cliche things like that which actually they are so so true they're not you know that's why people say them and that's why they're cliches because they're so true but one thing I thought a little bit more about and it's something I've had to really put into practice in the last few weeks as well is even though you are capable of doing it yourself you don't have to and it's healthy to accept help and make life easier for yourself even though you can do it all yourself. So I'm thinking about newborn mummy. People would offer help, but I'm like, no, we're sweet. And you know what? We were sweet. But if I had just accepted some help, I could have gone have a little break. I could have, you know, it would have been easier. (laughs) But that's just me being me. And I was like, no, I've got it. It's cool. It's under control. And it was. But it could have been just that tiny bit easier um, if I had just accepted help and look I it's something I really have to work on because my knee-jerk reaction is to say no we're okay um no we're all good and you know majority of the time that's the truth so why you know why would I accept help but I think for me it was, it's been realizing that it's so nice to let people help people love to help it's good as well from like a perspective of them getting used to looking after your child or having some time with your child, or even if you're just in the house doing something else to start building their confidence and relationship. Um, so what I've really tried, I've had to, I've been good the last few weeks with everything going on in our world. Um, people have been offering help and I have just absolutely dropped down the walls and said, yes, I would love your help. Like, this is what you could help me with. This would be amazing um instead of being like no we're okay don't know that you don't need to do that I'm actually like yes you know what I would love that help um and sometimes it might feel like a little bit more admin to start to like organize it and make a plan but it is so so worth it so that would be my advice and that is something I will do next time (laughs) is accept help and it's not even specific to children or parenthood it's just life in general when you go through something hard or challenging like our family is now, um, to just accept help—it's—it's it's so good. And yeah, I'm not being a martyr. I am absolutely doing it at the moment. So, um, kind of goes against everything I naturally react to say. Um, but I've also just realised at this point that we do need help. You know, things are things are hectic and hard, and help is welcome. <laughs> so it's amazing how much I can babble on to myself without actually having a guest on the show. What I did want to say is that I'm not taking a long break from the podcast now, even though this is the season finale, because I have obviously been a little bit absent the last few weeks. I'm going to keep recording and get some really exciting episodes ready for season three. And I do have some really cool episodes coming up, which I'm so excited to record I had so many scheduled the last few weeks that I just had to pull pin on so I'm sorry to those people as well if they're listening we will absolutely reschedule them Um, but I'm going to be busy recording over the next couple of weeks and getting ready for season three so those will be coming to you very very soon Um, I guess a little update as well on, on where life is at the moment with Louis so he has had his first week of daycare. I've literally been, as I'm recording this, checking my phone because he's doing his first lunch sleep there and I'm thinking, okay, they said they'd call me when he wakes up. He's not called yet. So I'm like, they've even just gotten to call me or it's going really well. So touch wood. Um, but he's actually, daycare has been sooner than we expected. We would need it. Um It's come actually at a perfect time. Like I said, we're accepting help. We need help. And daycare is a big part of that. I'm back at work 20 hours a week now. My mother still has Louie one day a week, which is her special day, which she loves. Um, And Louie will be at daycare two days a week now. So it also gives me time to do more of the podcast, which I absolutely love. Um, Louie seems really happy there and comfortable with the teachers it always, it did feel a bit weird on the first day dropping him off, and not really like, I guess this is, there's just been so much change lately, and this is another part of the change, but I know it's good for all of us, and he's just busy, he's been playing in the Sampa, he been outside, and it's so good for like social connections, and all those sorts of things, so Louie is now a daycare boy, um, and It's so cute getting the little updates on this app that they use. And I'm just loving that side of things as well. Like getting to see what he's doing and learning and what he's had for lunch and all these sorts of little cute things and packing his daycare bag. So that's where Louis is right now. Um, He is now a commando crawler. He is quick. We've joked that we should put a microfiber cloth on his front because he literally hones around our wooden floors so much that they would be sparkling polished if he had a little microfiber cloth on his front um, but it has made us quickly need to start baby proofing um, because my gosh I now understand what people say when like once they move they move and they are quick and like Louie's not even walking yet but this the pace of that commando crawling is quite something else he's also started trying to pull himself up on me kind of to get into a standing position we've been putting like big cushions on the fall for him to crawl over and build up some strength which he loves doing as well um I have noticed that he's becoming a little bit more picky with his solids um he definitely knows what he likes and what he doesn't like and I'm reminding myself of the episode that I recorded about you know Toddler behaviors with food, and that it is our responsibility to serve the food, and it is their responsibility to choose what they want. And then, you know, if they don't eat much, that's their decision. And I keep reminding myself that every night we serve dinner, and he kind of picks at random things and has a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But he's growing well, he's healthy. I know when he's hungry, he does eat. we're definitely finding it's that last meal of the day, dinner time, he's just, he's almost just a bit too tired, and he's over it, and he kind of just wants to be getting ready to bed, but it's too early, so, we've um, been struggling a little bit with that meal, but overall, he's been pretty good, he's got some gnarly teething going on at the moment, which has been making him pretty grizzly, I'd love to know, like, I feel like teething is something like you know when they're just not quite right you're like oh it must be their teeth but he's just been like gnawing on his hands i've tried teething tamer i've been giving him cold foods i think that's maybe why he's been a bit off food as well like it's just sore um but it's all part of it isn't it i think it's these top top two either side of his front ones that are coming down and you can see them i'm just like come on just hurry up and cut through like they must be causing him a bit of strife because he's usually so happy, but yeah, just the last few days, he's been a bit of a grisly wee lad. Um, so yes, August has been a funny old month here for our family. Um, such a peak at the start of the month with Louie's first birthday. So many special memories, um, followed by obviously a very sad loss, which we're still kind of processing and going through my 30th birthday (laughs) it's just been an emotional roller coaster I'm very excited for September to start and feel like a little bit of spring weather is on the way things to look forward to as we start to close out the year Um, there's so much that Luke and I need to kind of work through together on a more personal level but with his with his mother but you know we're getting there and we'll do that I'm so excited to start recording season three of the podcast and start sharing some new episodes with you. Um, thank you so, so much for being patient with me and listening. I hope you've enjoyed this little update um, from Louie and I's first year together. Um, please follow along on socials at bumpedmum.podcast updates on the upcoming episodes in season three and when they will be coming and i would be so forever grateful if that you enjoyed this episode that you rate and review on apple podcasts so thank you so much mamas daddas grandparents anyone listening and we will definitely be chatting again soon